Hey, Keith here with Rebel Civics Live. Uh, this is the second live show we've done um, in this series, and it's uh, episode five. Today, I'm going to talk about flag etiquette, U.S. flag etiquette and uh, the Pledge of Allegiance and a few other topics. Uh, this was kicked off because of a uh, local firestorm controversy in, uh, in my neighborhood from an owner who had a flag upside down, and we started discussing the distress signal behind that. So did some research on flags and the flag etiquette. Uh, so I'm going to start with the U.S. flag code. So as you might imagine, the, uh, the federal government, or as I sometimes call it, the general government, they have some laws about it about how we're supposed to treat the flag. And um, they uh, they have some rules. So first I'm gonna go through that so uh, we understand what this is called. So uh, it's the US flag code. Um, Beverly, if you wanna pop up that screen, or I switch to it. Um, so the, uh, the US flag code, uh, this is from a website that goes through it. Uh, it's uh, for USC one, it establishes what they call now advisory rules for displaying care of the flag. Um, the etiquette is applied within the US. In other countries, there's local etiquette. So this doesn't necessarily apply outside the US. There's a long list of how we're supposed to treat the flag, how the government says we should treat the flag. Uh, it should be never, never should be dipped to any person or thing, except in places where you dip it to a person or thing. Um, one is uh, an ensign responding to a salute of a ship or foreign nation. Um, the, uh, the union, they call it here, that's the blue star background as far as flag definitions. You should never display it with the union down except as a signal of distress or instances of extreme danger to life and property. Uh, the flag should not be used as wearing apparel, bedding, or drapery. Um, covering a platform or decoration except for coffins, but you can use bunting. And I was unable to get a clarification on that. I'm not sure I'm going to go swimming after this. So I'll show you my shorts. I'm not sure if these shorts, oh, I can't show them sharing screen. I'm not sure if my bathing suit violates it. I think I might be, uh, but uh, looking through these laws, I found out I violated this in many ways before. Um, can't use it to cover ceiling, uh, can't use it for an advertising purpose. Uh, you may have heard July 4th, paper plates and napkins and boxes and that sort of temporary thing. Uh, that violates the flag code. Uh, you can't use it as part of a costume or athletic uniform, except for if you're in the military, then you can have it on, as a patch. Uh, and I have a hat with a patch on it from a uh, U.S. Navy ship. Um, on the... Military combat uniforms, the flag is on the sleeve. You always put the stars forward, um, which uh, would appear to violate the rule about uh, which way things are presented to the user. But on both sleeves, you'd have the flag as if it's blowing in the wind. Um, should never be stepped on. Uh, when it's lowered, it's not supposed to touch the ground. Um, when it gets tattered, it's no longer in service, no longer good for service as a symbol of the United States, and it should be destroyed. And there's a whole procedure for how to destroy it. Uh, the uh, the Boy Scouts do it. The American Legion does it. Uh, you can drop them off at an Ace Hardware, and they'll take care of it. Um, my uh, The condo I lived in, we just got a new flag. Ours was getting tattered and worn. So we did a little ceremony. We had uh, 
we lowered it to the ground ceremoniously and folded it in a triangle. Although I found out preparing for this episode, we folded it backwards. You're supposed to fold it so that the stars are the last thing that shows. Uh, we folded it from the wrong side, but we did it pretty close. Um, this was an interesting, I, I looked up some of the places we violated it. Uh, one is you're not allowed to fly the flag at night uh, unless it's lit. Um, but that doesn't seem to apply as a custom with the boats. I had a sailboat and whenever we were on board the sailboat, we had our flag displayed from a stern pole and we left it up when we went to sleep. Uh, it didn't have a light on it. Another place the flag code was violated was in the Apollo 11 moon landing. Uh, the flag was reinforced with a bar. That's not allowed. The supposed to be hang limply if it's no wind and blow in the wind. But there's no wind on the moon, so they uh, they made it look better. Um, all right, I'm not going to go through all these other uh, restrictions. I'm going to glance through these. Uh, there's a long list here. Um, this has to do with display. Uh, if you're aware, if in a ceremony the U.S. flag, from the flag's point of view or stage view, uh, has to be to the right. So stage right or audience to the left. Um, and I checked at our flag here at home. Uh, it's next to a dock, and it is to the left from the water side. So I think they got it on the right side, although I don't know if that was on purpose. Um, when there's other flags being displayed, then the U.S. flag has to be at stage right or left from the audience point of view. That's the position of honor is what the flag code says. And, uh, the flag should be to the right of the marchers in any pr procession. Uh, it also can be in the center. Um, I'm gonna talk about the Pledge of Allegiance next, uh, but I wanna get into this uh, legislation about desecration of the flag. Um, so in 1967, Congress passed a federal law um, about the, the flag code. And that's what I was just talking about, the 1967 law. In 1989, they added amendment and on desecration of the flag penalties. They said, whoever knowingly mutilates, defaces, physically defiles, burns, maintains on the floor or ground, or tramples upon any flag of the United States shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for not more than one year or both. Uh, that's a bit chilling for uh, the government of the United States to do. Put somebody in jail for a year uh, for mutilating a piece of cloth that they own. Um, so that didn't last very long. Uh, what happened with this is Texas put somebody in jail for doing this during a protest. Uh, that wound its way through the Texas courts, eventually got appealed. Uh, it became the Texas v. Johnson um, case in the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, of course, that, uh, no, you're not allowed to ban that. Um, you can't put somebody in jail for burning a piece of cloth that they own, basically. That's covered under free speech. Now, you could argue uh, burning it in public is a problem. Uh, but they considered it under First Amendment. So, uh, Beverly, if you can stop the sheriff for a second, I'm going to talk about the um, First Amendment that they base this on. Um, Congress shall make no law representing an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or bridging the freedom of speech. So the First Amendment, it says, 
Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. So I'm just reading from my handy pocket constitution. Uh, the part that matters, Congress shall make no law. So this is, this is something to pay attention to when you hear about the Bill of Rights. They're about Congress not making a law. So what this says, once you define burning your own flag as freedom of speech, which is arguable, and they did argue that before the Supreme Court and win, not that that's the final word, as I've said in previous shows, but the Supreme Court majority did agree that it was a 5-4 decision, so it was close. They define burning your own flag as a protest against something the government was doing as covered by freedom of speech. That's a form of speech. But to argue that the First Amendment is the reason that you can ban that, that is a, uh, a bit of a stretch. Uh, it's generally called the incorporation doctrine, which happened in the, the 20th century that the Supreme Court started claiming that the, uh, these amendments apply to the states. So uh, legally, going back to the founders' point of view, this is not the case. And the First Amendment is worded the way the founders intended. It says, Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. As far as the Supreme Court goes, their authority to offer an opinion on that. For that, we go to Article 3. Uh, Article 3 defines the judicial powers of the federal court system, U.S. Supreme Court and the lower courts, circuit courts, appellate courts. Section 2 said, the judicial power shall extend to all cases in law and equity arising under this Constitution, the laws of the United States, and treaties made. And then it goes on, talks about ambassadors, maritime jurisdictions, uh, etc. Controversies between two or more states and controversies between citizens of different states. So those are two cases where the state court doesn't have jurisdiction because it's between states. Uh, other than that, the federal courts have no authorized power. So because Article 1 says Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech and Section 2 says judicial power shall extend to all cases in law and equity arising under this Constitution, um, the Supreme Court opinion on this should, should it be back in the states. doesn't actually matter legally. By the founder's point of view, which is where Rebel Six Civics is based on, we're, we're talking about an originalist point of view. Like what did the founders mean? When they wrote this document, my interpretation of Congress shall make no law is that Congress is not allowed to make a law. Uh, I don't know what else you could think those words mean. Uh, once you define freedom of speech to be burning a flag, then um, then it's done. Uh, as I've mentioned before in previous shows, it's always interesting to read the uh, dissenting opinions. Um, so in the Supreme Court case that decided this. Uh, the majority opinion is pretty clear. They said that uh, they considered it free speech. Now, they argued under the First Amendment, which I disagree with. I think they should have argued that case under the Texas uh, freedom of speech. I didn't check Texas law, but uh, Florida law, which I'm more familiar with, has a freedom of speech. So if I was attempting to argue this within the state of Florida, I would not use the First Amendment at all. You don't need to. Uh, it gets into the trouble of the First Amendment saying that Congress should make no law. Um, the First Amendment does not say Texas shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. For that question, you have to look at the state laws and the state constitution. Florida has a freedom of speech 
in its constitution. Uh, and it's pretty much worded the same as the, the First Amendment. Um, Florida has uh, a number of amendments that define rights that are very similar to the Bill of Rights. Florida has the right to keep and bear arms. Uh, Florida has the right to freedom of speech. So if you're talking about a Florida law, and the same applies in Texas, they should have been looking at the Texas Constitution, not the U.S. Constitution. All right, I'm going to go on. Uh, let me share tabs again, please. Thank you, Ms. Beverly. Um, the next subject I'd like to bring up is this flag desecration amendment. Uh, we talk about this as the flag burning amendment. It's a proposed addition to the Constitution that would allow or you know, delegate authority to the U.S. Congress to prohibit and punish desecration, quote unquote, of the flag. The good part about this is that the people that are pushing for this recognize that they need an amendment to do this because they need the states to ratify a proposed amendment to give a new power to Congress that they clearly do not have per the Constitution. So that's the good part about this. Procedurally, I agree, should be amendment. However, burning a flag, which is private property, uh, making that illegal and also all forms of flag desecration, that's a scary thing to give to the government, hand them the power to decide what is desecration um, and put people in jail for a year for it. Uh, I sure don't want that. If you look back through history before the uh, 1967 law, um, which which came about uh, because Congress was getting, uh, looking at cases primarily protesting the Vietnam War, where uh, some hippies were burning flags in Central Park and that sort of thing. Now, uh, we'll leave aside whether or not the Vietnam War it was valid to protest that. Uh, that turned out to be kind of a mess in the end. And um, we gave up and left. But the, or, or the United States government gave up and left. Sorry to use we. I smack myself for doing that. Um, I think protesting the Vietnam War was a valid thing. Now the question is whether burning the flag is a good way to do it. I don't think I would have done it that way, but it's a piece of cloth owned by somebody. They wanted to burn it. You can burn it. Um, interestingly, in the flag code, the way you retire a flag that's worn out is you burn it. Uh, I, that apparently would not violate this amendment. Uh, that's not entirely clear to me why that is, but there's a procedure to burn a flag. They use kerosene. For cotton flags. Um, you can do it yourself legally. I'm digressing a bit here, but uh, be careful with current flags, nylon and um, polyester flags that are all weather flags. You don't necessarily want to burn them someplace where you're breathing the fumes. So don't retire your flags that way unless you're careful. Um, this amendment uh, almost won. It lost in a 2006 vote by one in the United States Senate. Um, that's, that's amazing. That sees what the Senate is doing, uh, what they thought of for free speech, uh, that they don't believe that's free speech. Almost that almost won. Now, I don't know if it would have got through the house and if the president would have signed it in 2006, that's a separate question. Uh, this Wikipedia article does say that it received the, the, the new one in 2019 received the support of the Trump administration, but 
keep in mind we're on Wikipedia here and uh, they rarely let an opportunity to bash Trump go by. So um, I don't put too much stock into that, um, but maybe he was for it. He's a nationalist. Um, and the Wikipedia goes into some of the background here. Uh, I talked about some of this. Um, the Supreme Court case is uh, quite interesting to me, and I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, and where do I have that? Up here. Uh, this is a uh, legislative review from CRS. If you've heard of uh, Congressional Research Service, uh, this is a kind of like a think tank, except they work for the government and their job is to put out uh, government propaganda and text for uh, committees and members of Congress to use. Uh, the CRS is, can be an interesting document to read because they do dig into some of the history. Um, this, this article goes through the uh, history of the flag and the background, talk about the Pledge of Allegiance, um, gets into the, some of these details, time, manner, display, respect for the flag. Uh, I talked about some of that already. Uh, I was going to go into some of this history in here um, and the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, originally, this is the first flag code was in 42, 1942. Um, there were no penalties um, then. The penalties came later. Uh, this is where this this started. Um, I'm going to briefly talk about the Pledge of Allegiance since I'm on it. Um, you're familiar with that. The Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. Uh, this was this came about um, quite late in the U.S. history. Uh, it was started in the late 1800s. Uh, Bellamy is the guy who who originally wrote it. Uh, he was a, a socialist school teacher, socialist communist. I don't know what you want to call him. Um, he was trying. He, he they, This is when they were first working on government schools be turning into the primary purpose of loving your government. Um, and that's how this came about. Uh, the original salute that they used was very similar to the Nazi salute. So after during World War II, when Hitler started the, the salute that the Nazis used, they changed it to uh, hand over the heart. But if you look at pictures of the Pledge of Allegiance from the real early 1900s, uh, looks like a Nazi classroom, um, what the kids were doing. Um, the pledge, uh, I uh, used to say this, and in preparing for the show, I decided I'm going to do a separate show that goes into more detail about the history of the pledge and why I no longer say it. But I'll give you a spoiler alert. I'm not a big government socialist, um, so I don't say the pledge anymore. I used to go to a lot of events where people would say it, and I went to government schools. We said it every morning. The problem with it is that just about everything in this is false. Um, so when I say, you know, I'm going to read it and briefly go through this. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Uh, as first off, you can't pledge allegiance to a flag. Um, symbolically, you can pledge allegiance to the United States of America. I'm not sure where to take that. Uh, if Florida decided to leave the union, I'd probably leave with Florida. So uh, I wouldn't say that line anymore. Um, I am allegiant to the United States. Or I'm allegiant to Florida. But yeah, I don't say that line anymore. To the republic for which it stands. I think that's the only phrase that uh, is still valid to me. Um, it is supposed to stand for a republic, although we're getting so far from a republic that I'm not sure this line is really valid anymore, but I do agree with that one. 
uh, one nation. We're not one nation. The United States was never one nation. The founders never considered us one nation. That's why they set it up with 13 independent sovereign states and a union with limited power. Uh, even within a particular state, you can't claim that there's one nation. Uh, the United States is a tremendous variation in people and culture and belief systems, uh, religions. So one nation, no, I don't say that. Uh, under God, I'm an atheist, so no, I shouldn't say that. Uh, actually, as a side note, uh, that was added in 1954. Uh, the word under God was never in the original one. I don't think they were trying to push religion uh, when Bellamy first wrote this. So that was added later, and it is part of the reason uh, the Supreme Court case that happened in the 60s or 70s where the um, uh, school children were parents of school children were objecting to being forced to say the pledge because of the under God. And uh, that eventually went to the Supreme court and the Supreme court's opinion was that a government school cannot require children to say the pledge of allegiance. One of the reasons was because the government cannot compel a religious ceremony. Um, so this idea, this one nation under God, uh, by the way, that's the first one I stopped saying. Uh, indivisible, definitely not. Uh, I may have mentioned on previous shows, but the United States is not indivisible. Uh, all, all empires eventually end based on all world history. The bigger the empire, the harder they fall. So no, the United States is not indivisible, and I don't expect it to go forever. It was not created as a union in perpetuity. That was one of the changes between the Articles of Confederation and the Constitution we are supposed to operate under now is they got rid of the union and perpetuity because the founders with the 13 states uh, did not believe that it was a perpetual union. They retained authority of the states and wished to divide up um, with liberty and justice and all. That would be cool, but we don't have that. The flag code itself says that it should be rendered by standing at attention, facing the flag with the right hand over the heart. Uh, then they go on between uh, uniform men and religious headdress should be removed. Uh, while you're doing that, um, if you're uniform, though, you salute. You don't put your hand over your heart. According to the flag code, United States code. So there's several problems with this. Um, the, the history, and I said, I'm going to do another show and get into the history of, of what all this came from and this, the socialist background of this and what they were trying to do in indoctrinating children in government schools with the pledge. Um, the way my history with the pledge went is that I stopped saying particular lines. I think under God was the first one I stopped saying. So when I had to say the pledge, I would just skip that line. Uh, then I realized uh, I'm leaning more and more towards secession or at least that it's possible and legal. So I stopped saying indivisible. Um, then I stopped pledging allegiance to a flag. That's a piece of cloth. And uh, eventually I stopped saying it all. And I stopped putting my hand on my heart. Or I stopped taking my hat off. And um, my next step is to not stand up. So the next time this comes up, I probably won't stand up. And um, those who've been following Unsafe Space for a couple of years, you know that... Uh, I live in Florida. I don't have much hair. I never go outside without my hat on. So I don't take my hat off very often. So I'm not taking my hat off for this either. Um, okay. I'm going to go on. Uh, the time and occasion. 
Uh, you may know that you can't display the flag at night according to the code unless it's lit. Uh, also, you can't display the flag according to the code when the weather is inclement, except when an all weather flag is displayed. This is left over from when most flags were cotton. Um, so in heavy weather, the flag had to be taken down. Uh, but now we can get uh, what they call all weather flags, nylon and polyester. Uh, I think nylon is the best. Uh, they survive for a couple of years, even in Florida, outside all the time. Although uh, during a hurricane, you need to take them down because they would get shredded. There's a long list of days when you're supposed to display it. Uh, we just leave ours up all the time so this doesn't come up. Um, flags should be displayed near the main administration building of a public institution and at every polling place and in school days near every schoolhouse. That applies to government schools. The position and manner, this is interesting, uh, with how it has to be displayed and where. Uh, I think I already talked about draping. Um, above and below is an interesting problem, the or an interesting rule. The flag, U.S. flag, is not allowed to be displayed below another flag within the United States jurisdiction, uh, with one exception I'll talk about in a minute. Um, often what you see is the U.S. flag on a single flagpole and then the state flag below it or some other flag it could be the Marine flag, um, uh, the flag of a club, a uh, burgee of something uh, normally smaller and below. And for many years, I wanted to get a flagpole and put it up and put the Florida flag on top because Florida is actually sovereign state. The states came first conceptually. Uh, the states have more power than the federal government in nearly all matters except what's been expressly delegated. And if the states wanted to, they could get together and shut down D.C. and try again, create a new union. So uh, my view is that the Florida flag should go above the American flag and be bigger. Uh, but, yeah, my uh, my girlfriend did, wouldn't let me do that. Um, and the, the condo people didn't like that idea too much either, although a couple of them got it. Um, interestingly, we were in Texas. I had not seen this much before, but... Uh, this summer we were in Texas and driving around the countryside of Texas. What you find is that anybody that has almost anybody that has two flags in front of their ranch in rural Texas, they have two poles and the Texas flag and the U S flag are at the same height. Uh, I, I don't recall seeing anywhere, uh, during the, the long weekend I was there where someone had a smaller Texas flag under a larger U S flag although I've heard it does happen. Um, that was interesting. Also, I noticed that in if somebody only had one flagpole, then it just had the Texas flag. They didn't have the U.S. flag. Uh, that I, I think I saw it one or two places, like a government building, but I didn't notice too many Texans that had that, uh, had the U.S. flag with, the, with uh, displayed only. So uh, I kind of like that. Uh, I heard in Texas schools, when they do the pledge, they do the pledge to the U.S. flag, and they do the pledge to the Texas flag. And uh, the t in Texas, the school children know the pledge to the Republic of Texas just as well as they know the one to the United States. And in Texas, people say they're Texan. If you ask them what, where they're from, Texas, what's your citizenship? I'm Texan. That's good. And Floridian's a thing, too. Um, but the flag code... Uh, 
it does say that if you have the flag of the state on a single pole, then the flag should be below. Uh, I'm not going to go through all these long list of rules about the staff heights in other countries and how you handle uh, the UN. Um, let me touch on half staff. You see uh, flags on half staff from a death. Um, however, only the president and the governor can decide who to lower the flag for. I didn't know about this. Uh, the flag code says it's a desecration to decide to lower your flag yourself. So if somebody you're close to dies, you're not allowed, according to the flagpole, display your own flag on your own property at half-mast. Uh, that's a crazy rule. I thought it was my flag and my pole. Uh, I'm glad that the Supreme Court got rid of the one-year jail sentence for doing that. Um, you see uh, what can happen when, when that happens. Some of the cases I looked at, uh, example, somebody being thrown in jail because they had a flag on the back pocket of their pants in the 1950s, and they sat down and sitting on the flag is considered desecration. So they arrested them and convicted them and put them in jail. Um, and it was just a flag patch on his pants. Uh, there's a bunch of cases like that that happened um, during the time when there was a penalty in federal law. Uh, also, a lot of states had laws against it. Uh, here's all the half-staff stuff. Um, I'm going to leave this at the end. No disrespect should be shown to the flag of the United States. That's a tough thing to codify into legislation. And... This one used to have a penalty up to a year in jail. Uh, what exactly does no disrespect should be shown to the flag of the United States mean in a court? Um, that's a crazy thing. Um, I already talked about the amendment, but um, I'm going to read a couple quotes from the uh, West Virginia versus Burnett. This is a case in 1943. I was talking about with school children, salute the flag. Uh, Justice Jackson said the case is made difficult not because the principles of its decision are obscure, but because the flag involved is our own. Uh, then he goes on. He ends with the last part here. If there is any fixed star in our Constitution constellation, it is that no official high or petty can be prescribed what shall be orthodox in politics, nationalism, religion, or other manners of opinion that or force citizens to confess by word or act in their faith therein. The First Amendment, when we talk about freedom of speech, um, the freedom to remain silent is also the freedom for compelled speech. So that, that individual right, which is recognized in, in the Bill of Rights, the government cannot compel speech for the same reason that it cannot censor speech legally constitutionally. So to mandate a child do the Pledge of Allegiance in a school is compelled speech. Um, that's unconstitutional. Uh, Justice William Brennan's opinion is, is a good one. This is the majority opinion in Texas v. Johnson. That's the case that struck down the, the Texas law where they put the guy in jail for burning the flag as a protest of Vietnam War. Justice Brennan said, we can imagine no more appropriate response to burning a flag than waving one's own. No better way to counter a flag burner's message than by saluting the flag that burns. 
no surer means of preserving the dignity, even of the flag than burned, than by, as one witness here did, according to its remains, a respectful burial. Uh, the flag that was burned in the case actually did get a respectful burial. Um, Justice Brennan said, we, can, we do not consecrate the flag by punishing its desecration. For in doing so, we dilute the freedom that this cherished emblem represents. The last sentence is very important. What he's saying is that you can't honor the flag and what it means by punishing someone who desecrates it. When you do that, you dilute the freedom that the emblem represents. As I brought up before, it's interesting to look at dissents. I recommended looking at dissents. It gives you an idea of what other justices thought. Uh, that's, I read a good part of the dissent by Justice Stevens in this Texas v. Johnson case. This is a quote from it. The ideas of liberty and equality have been an irresistible force in motivating leaders like Patrick Henry, Susan B. Anthony, and Abraham Lincoln, school teachers like Nathan Hale and Booker T. Washington, and the Philippine Scots who fought at Bataan, and the soldiers who scared the bluff, scaled the bluff at Omaha Beach. If these ideas are worth fighting for, and our history demonstrates they are, it cannot be true that the flag uniquely symbolizes their power is not itself worthy of protection from unnecessary desecration. Now that like mind screw word jumble, uh, he's appealing to an entirely emotional head spinning list of names of people we're supposed to like and honor. Um, there's absolutely nothing in that that is actually an argument. Uh, it, it, it's silly. And the whole, the whole, whole dissent reads just like this. It's an emotional appeal. It's full of political. Uh, it could be a campaign speech. Um, it, it sometimes astonishes me that a Supreme Court justice would write something like this and use it to, to argue for why he voted against something that uh, is reasonably considered unconstitutional. Um, Scalia explained why he cast the deciding vote. It was 5-4. Uh, I think he was on the fence for a while. Um, the 5-4 decision to, to um, say that it was free speech. Scalia said, if it was up to me, I would put in jail every scandal, sandal-wearing, scruffy-bearded weirdo who burns the American flag. But I am not king. Uh, that's a good point. He's admitting that the Supreme Court is not a king. They're not a super legislative body. Um, they can't, they don't get to do this. Uh, Congress shall make no law, it says. And the Supreme Court has jurisdiction over cases where Congress is allowed to make a law. Uh, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. All right, Beverly, if you want to pop up the slides, go and see them. Um, this one I already talked about. I'm gonna, is that the first one? This is the Justin William Brennan slide. Um, okay, go to the, I'm learning how to do this, folks. This is the first time. Okay. Here's a great quote. This is what Johnny Cash thinks about individual rights. As far as the flag goes, Johnny Cash said, I love the freedoms we got in this country. I appreciate your right to burn your flag if you want to, but I really appreciate my right to bear arms so I can shoot you if you try to burn mine. Johnny Cash making a great point. He's saying 
uh, in response to this whole controversy about desecrating the flag, um, a flag is private property. It's a piece of cloth. It's private property. If you want to burn it, burn it. Um, there's laws against arson, starting fires in public. Uh, there's laws against litter. If you leave a half-burned flag around on some government building's lawn. Um, but as far as the message of burning the flag, the government cannot legitimately restrict that. And Johnny Cash also gets in the idea that if you try to burn mine, I can stop you. Uh, that's a great quote. So I kind of want to end this episode with uh, something that I've been saying for years. This came out uh, years ago when it was uh, one of the versions of the flag burning amendment. It was uh, Senator John Thune had uh, proposed it, say, 20 years ago. And I remember spending some time thinking about it. I happened to know the press secretary for the senator at the time, and we discussed it. And my view of this is that the U.S. flag is the symbol of the right to burn your flag. Uh, I didn't quote this because I'm the one who said it. Um, so if you want to quote me, you're welcome to quote this. The U.S. flag is the symbol of the right to burn one's flag. This is an individual rights question, free speech question. A flag desecration law is, is abhorrent to the, the principles that America was founded upon. And I disagree with the whole concept of a flag burning amendment. Uh, I'm not super happy about the code. I'm glad that they no longer put people in jail for a year for quote unquote desecrating the flag. So I'll end here with this. Uh, I'll leave you with Johnny Cash's thought and my summary of, of the right to burns one's flag. And I'll do a later rebel civic show and I'll get into the history of the declaration of independence for people who uh, haven't thought that through before about why uh, most of what's in there is false for me and why it would be a lie for me to pledge allegiance. So I don't say it at all anymore. Um, next time I'm not going to take my hat off. Uh, I wore a hat. Um, I'm familiar with the concept of impersonating an officer. I'm not impersonating a uh, Navy officer, uh, but I actually was given my, my background is uh, military electronics. I was given this flag for fixing a problem on an Aegis on an LCS. That's a littoral combat ship. Um, and I wore it because it has a flag on it. And I thought I'd show you the flag requirement that when you display a flag hanging the union or the stars as they call it the blue background with the stars the union goes to the to the left but on clothing uh, you can have a patch on either sleeve you can have it on a hat in a uniform has supposed to be a military or police uniform the flag is displayed as if you have a pole raised and the flag is blowing back in the wind so that's one of the exceptions uh, oh, there's another exception I think I hinted at, and I said I would talk about later. I almost forgot. The exception of flying another flag in a ceremony above the U.S. flag, the exception is during a religious service on a Navy ship or Coast Guard ship, the religious flag is allowed to fly above the U.S. flag. That was another one that bugged me because I certainly wouldn't allow that either. If your idea is that nothing can be above the U.S. flag, then the symbol of some church shouldn't be above it. But that is one exception that's that's in the code. 
um, a religious flag can be flown above it. My view is that the Florida flag should be above it. And if I got the chance, I'd be flying a Florida flag above, above the U.S. flag. Uh, as far as the close and flag, I'm not sure exactly what bunting versus close is, but I'm going to stand up. I'm going to show you. I live in South Florida. Uh, it's a little warm today, so I'm planning on going to swim. I don't know if I'm violating the flag, U.S. flag code with my bathing suit, but uh, sorry, this is my bathing suit. I bought it because I liked it. Um, I kind of like the principles of the United States. But I also appreciate my right, as Johnny Cash says, to burn my own flag if I want, although I wouldn't, except in a ceremony where I was burning my own flag as it required. Um, and I appreciate my right to keep and bear arms. So if you come and try to burn my flag, I can stop you. Anyway, thanks for watching. Uh, we'll have a episode in the future and I'll go into more detail about the history behind the the socialist or communist, however you want to think about it, Pledge of Allegiance and the indoctrination of children with that pledge and why I do not say that anymore because almost every phrase in it would be a lie for me to say. So I'm not pledging allegiance to a piece of cloth and I'm not stating this uh, socialist pledge. So I'll get into that later. So goodbye for now. Um, if you're watching live, thanks for joining. Uh, if today's Wednesday, we have a narrative dissonance show tonight with Carter. Always interesting philosophy show. And on Friday, we have a token minority report. So thanks for watching. And I'll see you all next week. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production may be upsetting to Brian Stelter. Please do not expose him to it. For completely legitimate reasons, Taylor Lawrence is requesting any information you may have about the following individuals. The Twitter subroutine appears to be malfunctioning. Pay no attention to it. Did you know that the word liberty is a dog whistle for insurrectionists? If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. 
Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.